Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Uncovered podcast. I'm Lisa, registered associate nutritionist, author, and a PhD student. The aim of this podcast is to provide you with evidence-based nutrition and health information, support you on your journey towards better health and better relationship with food and your body. If you need support with nutrition and health coaching, details are in the show notes. Here is this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Nutrition Uncovered podcast. Today we will talk about a balanced diet. And I got a question from one of my clients this week and she asked, is it possible to get all your nutrients or all the nutrients and vitamins and minerals from a diet or do I need to take some supplements? And so I thought it was really great for a question. It can seem quite a basic question and for some people it will be kind of uh, easy to know the answer to this question. For others it may not. So I think it's a great opportunity for me to discuss with you all uh, this question and to talk about is it possible to get all the nutrients from a from the diet, from the food or do we need to consider some supplements? So first of all, um, the information I'm going to give you is rather general. So it is not individual for sure, because, well, we cannot give, I cannot give individual nutrition advice over the podcast, because obviously I don't know your diet. I don't know your lifestyle. I don't know where you live, what sort of food uh, availabilities do you have, etc. And if you want me to give your individual nutrition advice, then you would need to come to work with me. But so the information I'm, I'm going to give you is more general, but it is still going to cover a lot of the necessary information that you need to have in order to make informed choices. So the purpose of having nutritional guidelines, national nutritional guidelines, is to make sure that we are getting all of those nutrients from the food. So to answer this question in short... Yes, you can get all the nutrients, all the macronutrients like your fats, proteins and carbs and your micronutrients, your vitamins and minerals from food. It is 100% possible. However, there are certain nutrients that can be harder to get enough of if you live in certain countries or if your diet is not balanced or if you have um, specific needs. So for example, the main nutrient that uh, a lot of people living in the UK or in the sort of northern hemisphere are not getting enough of is vitamin D. And that's why actually these days uh, NHS, our national health system in the UK, recommends to supplement a little bit of vitamin D from around October till, I think, April or March. And that's because there is evidence to suggest, there is enough evidence to, to suggest that the majority of people are not getting enough from the diet or from the sun because, well, we don't have a lot of sun in the UK between October and April. And that's why it makes sense to supplement small dose. It doesn't have to be high dose just to make sure we cover our bases. And if, let's say, you do a vitamin D blood test um, and your doctor tells you, well, you actually have 
very low levels or insufficient levels or they're not optimal levels, then this is where your doctor might recommend you to maybe supplement a higher dose of vitamin D rather than the kind of the maintenance or small dose. So the maintenance dose that is safe for most people to consume is 400 IU, 400 international units. Uh, a lot of the time you find the minimum amount is about 1,000 IU, which is also fine. It's not a, a, a lot. So that's like a, quite a safe dose. So that's vitamin D. And the reason why I started with vitamin D is because over the past... I don't know, decade maybe, uh, there was a lot a lot of research about vitamin D and its relationship to different health conditions. And so we know, we have learned more of the importance of this vitamin. And so that's one of the reasons. And the second reason is because it is that vitamin that is quite sort of broadly recommended for people to supplement. And it is quite safe. So it's it's not very easy to sort of quote-unquote overdose um, with this kind of uh, supplement dosages that you can buy like 400 IU or 1000 IU or even 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 something over than 1000 IU. Going back to the question, can I get all the nutrients? So yeah, the question is you can, but the key caveat here is that you do need to have a quite a balanced diet in order to get all those nutrients. And so when we are reading our nutritional recommendations, so in the UK, it's the Eat Well Guide, the advice or the recommendations in the Eat Well Guide are specifically designed to help us get all of those macro and micronutrients that we need. So what I want to do now is to go through a couple of uh, food groups in your diet and how much of different foods in these food groups you need to eat in order to meet your nutritional requirements. So in terms of the fruits and vegetables, we know that we need to aim for at least five portions of variety of fruits and vegetables every day. So if you live in the UK, you know, you have heard about this five-a-day recommendation. So what I want to say here, though, it is the minimum we can aim for about 10. So if you know that you're getting your five a day, then for sure try to aim for up to 10. Now, the question here is often, okay, what is a portion? Okay, do I I need to have five portions? But what is one portion then? One portion is about 80 grams, 80 zero. Now, you don't need to necessarily start measuring and weighing all of your fruits and veggies. 80 grams is around how much would fit in your handful. Okay, so for example, if you have a medium-sized apple, that will be one. If you have a medium-sized tomato, it will be one. In terms of salads, let's say leaves, it's about two handfuls because they're very, um, it, it, they're high volume and they're not very dense, right? So that's why we take two, uh, two handfuls. Now, you will be able to get things like your folate, vitamin A, vitamin C, potassium, and fiber, and also polyphenols. These are the um, micronutrients that you can get, among other ones. Now, moving on to our protein-rich foods. So, protein is a very important nutrient. I'm not going to go into details. Maybe sometime in the future, I'm going to record a separate podcast about protein specifically. But essentially, if you aim to have some protein, and by some, I mean about... 25 grams of protein per meal, 
uh, and each of the of your main meals and also snacks you will be able you should be able to get enough protein now the thing is foods that are rich in protein can also be rich in other nutrients. So for example, if we're eating fish, like oily fish, like salmon, salmon will also be a great source of omega-3. So by eating this protein-rich food, salmon, you're also getting your healthy fats. In fact, omega-3s are the healthiest fats that we have. And so that's actually something that is important to bear in mind. Uh, Because we don't eat individual nutrients, but we eat foods, very often in one food item, you will have a mixture of different nutrients. So that's very important to bear in mind. Even if we're calling some foods as their nutrients, for example, this is my protein and I'm referring to, let's say, egg, right? Yes, for simplicity reasons, I'm saying, okay, this is my protein, but actually it's not just protein, it's also other vitamins and minerals, and so just bear that in mind. So I mentioned omega-3, so oily fish. So uh, omega-3 is actually one of the nutrients that if you're not eating fish or oily fish, you might not be able to get enough of omega-3. And so for people who are, for some reason, for ethical reasons, for example, not eating fish or just out of preference not eating fish, then a next best option would be potentially to supplement with omega-3 or with algae-based omega-3, which is more like a vegan source of omega-3. But it is extremely important for us to get omega-3s somehow from our diets. It is an essential fat. Omega-3s are something that we absolutely have to have somehow in the from the diet. It is not something that our bodies can make because there are some nutrients, um, for example, cholesterol that our bodies can make. Um, Omega-3s, we cannot. So, and uh, omega-3s have um, various important health benefits and functions. So they are anti-inflammatory, they are important for brain health. So try to make sure you you are getting your omega-3s somehow. Now, in terms of dairy, so dairy is an important food group and Dairy is a great source of calcium, protein, vitamin D as well, iodine, potassium, and phosphorus. And there is a lot of debates around dairy, but the consensus is that it is a great source of these nutrients. And there is a lot of fear-mongering around dairy. It is not uh, inflammatory. It is a great food group and particularly for calcium. Yes, there are foods that can also be sources of calcium, but dairy is the best source in terms of how much you get per portion, essentially. So if you're not eating dairy, again, either for some preferences or ethical choices, then think, okay, how do you get your calcium? It's better to get calcium from food. Things like um, tahini or sesame seeds, uh, one of the good sources as well, uh, tofu with calcium, calcium set tofu, I think it's called. That's also a good source. So yeah, really think about. Or also these days, if you get dairy alternatives, let's say soy milk, these days, these kind of non-dairy or dairy alternatives, they have added nutrients like calcium, vitamin D, iodine. So yeah, there are options there, but If you do eat dairy, then yeah, it is a great source of uh, a few of these nutrients. Now, in terms of beans and lentils, 
they are great sources of B vitamins, manganese, magnesium, phosphorus, copper. Also, what I would say is beans are really great sources of fiber and particularly the nice kind of uh, fibers that are important for our gut bacteria, gut microbes. Don't forget about beans and lentils. Whole grains are, of course, our sources of complex carbohydrates, but also things like B vitamins, some minerals, selenium, magnesium, iron, and also dietary fiber. In terms of meat, so meat is a good source of iron, but we shouldn't be eating too much meat. So uh, aiming for about 500 grams of cooked red meat per week is okay, but trying to not have more than that. And I know that people who really love meat and eat meat regularly, they often would eat more than half a kilo of red meat a week. And talking about processed meats such as salamis, ham, all those cured meats, sausages, uh, these ones are kind of quote-unquote the worst, if I can say that, in terms of the um, all the meats, um, because they are linked with a high risk of uh, bowel cancer. So if you don't like um, processed meats, that's great. That you don't you don't eat it. But if you do, try to um, minimize it. And also, animal products in general are really great source of B twelve. And if you're not eating any animal foods, then you might be at risk of deficiency of B12. And this is why uh, vegans and vegetarians, particularly vegans, are advised to consume, to supplement with B12. Then we also have zinc, which is an important mineral. Uh, Zinc we find also in meat and fish and seafood. Oysters are probably one of the best sources of uh, zinc. And also things like pumpkin seeds, uh, they're really good too. So I'm not going to go into a lot of details about all the nutrients and all the food groups because this will take much longer than just one episode of the podcast. It's it's more like a few lectures. But what I would say is if you do work on the healthiness or the balance of the variety of your diet, you will be able to get, um, if not all, but the majority of the necessary amounts of the nutrients, of all the nutrients. But if you have some specific conditions or if you are not really having a very balanced diet, then this is where supplementing can be uh, helpful. But but when we talk about supplements, it's actually not advised to just take multivitamin or multivitamin supplements. What is best to do is to target specifically those nutrients that you might be at risk of um, at risk of deficiencies or insufficiencies and taking them because it's really unnecessary to take the multi when you you might be getting majority of those nutrients from your diet okay so i hope this was helpful i hope you got a little bit more clarity on this question and in general um when we talk about supplements there is so much confusing information there is so much unnecessary noise about supplements and when you go into the supplement store you just completely get overwhelmed because there is just so many potential things that you should be or could be buying and I can tell you this 95% of things that you see on the shelves of these shops supplement shops you do not need you will be better off working on your diet and improving your diet and learning about nutrition for your personal 
um, education and for your benefit rather than just blindly buying some supplements that, okay, maybe I need that, maybe I don't need that, etc. And also the quality of those supplements can really vary. And more expensive doesn't necessarily mean better. And cheapest doesn't necessarily mean worst. But as a general rule, I wouldn't always go for the cheapest options. So that's it for today. I just wanted to give you a brief overview and answer this question. If you want me to help you improve your diet and add variety to your diet and really know, are you getting enough of things that you need to be getting enough? Are you liking your, your diet? Is it fun? Is it varied? Anyway, all of these things, if you want to work on your nutrition, on your eating habits, on your health overall, then fill in the application form in the show notes and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Bye!